everyone, real quick, I want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to us by the good folks at Parallax. Now, Parallax is operation software for your digital services shop, and they help sales work with the team. So I got to tell you, if you want somebody who gets nerdy about forecasting and resource planning, you want to talk to Parallax. They're going to help you get your shit together. Also, we are brought to you today from our good friends at Platform SH. When it comes to front ends, back ends, websites, apps, whatever, they're gonna help you get your product off the ground and help you scale it. They're that kind of a host. So with that, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the first, not really the first, but the first as far as we're concerned, Bureau Briefing. What's up, Carl? Nothing much. And you know, so we've done a hundred plus of these before, Gene. Whatever. You know what? Here's the thing. They all sucked. <laughs> Apologies to those guests. You were horrible. Yeah. Something is mysteriously showing up in your podcast feed and you're like, what are these two jokers doing? <laughs> so welcome well, back. Welcome back. We are going over the weekly bureau newsletter that Carl painstakingly puts this thing together every week for you. And uh, it's a good read. So we thought it would be awesome to just go through it and pull this stuff out. As that, that I actually cared about. Yeah. You know what? And Gene, I would like for you to know that the word newsletter is actually one word. <laughs> People say newsletter. And folks, if you haven't heard Gene and I together before, this is the type of passive aggressive and direct <laughs> attacks you can expect. Yeah. Lots of lessons you can bring back to your own company. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, man. Um, so what you've been doing this week? What you're just wrapping up? Uh, biz Dev Camp. Uh, so mm. we had the first Biz Dev Camp a uh, month and a half ago. And we had enough people on the waiting list to have a second one. <laughs> so I was <laughs> like, all right, well, let's do a second one. I'm so glad that we did, man. Because uh, Monday and Tuesday, spending it with 24 people who are Biz Dev professionals and digital services and just helping each other, it was great. And actually, that, that kind of fed the newsletter this week mm-hmm. with – one session that we had was all around things that changed during the pandemic and the way that they approached biz dev and also working with their teams and that sort of stuff. And I have to say the stuff that I shared in the newsletter, we should have been doing that anyway. So, so it's <laughs> nice that the pandemic kind of forced us into being better humans <laughs> in the way that we work together. So yeah, that's uh that's what this week has been. What have you been up to? It forced you into being better humans. What have you been up to, Gene? Man, uh, getting ready for this. I'm excited. I'm excited to be part of this. We, uh, You can go look it up. We did a podcast, BizCraft, for years. And um, it was one of my favorite things. And I'm just pumped to get back into this with you. Uh, let's go. What are we doing? Well, let's go through that. So what are the biggest lessons you've learned from working during the pandemic? And like you said, you pulled these out of the BizDev camp discussions. Um, this is a good list of stuff. So let's just break yeah. break it down real fast. So you know, I, I don't. We've got ten things on this list that's mm-hmm. in the newsletter. I would say we kind of maybe pick a few. Like maybe we alternate and just pick the ones that mean the most to us. Uh, I'm going to start with the one that's at the top there. And let's face facts. I put the list together. <laughs> so this was when I actually cared about the the things I was putting there, not just trying to get to ten. Um, <laughs> so the, the first one: be generous. 
I love this because it wasn't around so much about give more of your time or give more of this or give more of that. It was about being generous with clients, Ooh. right? That was a big part of it. And it was like, you know what? They're going through shit too. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, obviously we're all at a different point. We, each, we all started the pandemic together, but we're all at different parts of the pandemic now. So, for example, we have people in the community that are in, in India, and India is just really suffering right now with the pandemic mm. and, and can't get the vaccine. So it's like when you be generous is about understanding everybody's in a different place. It's about giving things that maybe you wouldn't normally give, you know, or I had somebody had to cancel something last second last week. And normally I would have been like, damn it, you know, but instead I was like, hey, you know what? Not a problem. Mm. I have no idea what that person's going through. So be generous for me what was just a huge one. That is a good one. That's a good lesson. I I kind of liked um uh let's see, be flexible. Process is not a person. Yeah. I get stuck uh myself working with other people where it's like um they get so rigid, you know. You you have this process for building things, you have this process for client discovery or whatever. And we just get so stuck in that. And uh, sometimes it's like we could solve all this with just a simple like phone call. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't need to go through all eight steps. I can just stop it too. Now I know there's, <laughs> I know there's value in sticking to your process, right? There's lots of things that come out of it uh, when you're not expecting, but, but I just, I, I, I kind of thrive on being flexible. Yeah, I think that's a huge one because I even remember back in the engine days where we started getting so process focused that we lost a project and the mm -hmm. client said, I love that you had a process. I just felt like it was an assembly line and we were right. never going to be able to make something that worked for us. Instead, we were going to put a logo on a widget based right. on how you always build stuff. And, and right. so I think I think that's huge. You know, another thing that we we talked about at BizDevCamp was that it also all of these depend on the context of where you are in your organization, mm -hmm. like being a good human, that's regardless. Right. But in terms of being flexible, sometimes it's based on how much cash you have in the bank. Like how flexible can you be? Or do you have right. to be more flexible to, to make things happen? Absolutely. Uh, one, one that's huge for me and I'm, I'm not great at, communicate clearly, concisely, and frequently. I'm terrible at that. It is the worst for me. And and it's one of those funny things when you consider that most of what I do is facilitate other conversations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just like a conduit trying to get things through. Uh -huh. And half, half the time I'm looking over here to see what's in the chat. And half the time I'm looking over here to see who's got their hand raised. Yeah. And the whole time I'm trying right. to really listen. Exactly. Well, <laughs> exactly. And then heaven help me, my mom forgets that I'm doing something. So she's calling. <laughs> Why aren't you answering? <laughs> um, but I think to communicate clearly, concisely, and frequently, yeah, I actually wrote that on a post-it note and I'm keeping it close to me because when I work, even though it's, it's me and Lori for the most part now, um, man, I miscommunicate all the time. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that is a huge one. And a lot of that one's work from home, right? And if you've always worked in a distributed team, you knew you had to communicate more, mm -hmm. but I think even post-pandemic. Like we've got to, as people who are collaborating, make sure we say what we mean, <laughs> right? Make sure we say it frequently and make sure that we say it in a concise manner. I wonder if this came up. I wonder what, what the value everyone puts on writing, being able to clearly and concisely write. Um, yeah. I find that uh, to be a skill that's sort of dying anyway these days. 
most? Yeah, I, I want to say that it it touched almost every session. Okay. Uh, especially when we started talking about finding new people to bring on the team. Mm-hmm. And we started saying, what are the criteria for these people? Because there is no tougher role to fill in a, a company, specifically in a digital services shop, than a biz dev. Mm-hmm. There's a legacy of of work, there's a legacy of successes and losses that are that are locked up in a founder's head. Somebody new comes in, gets given a screen and said, this is this is what we need. They bring in something, and, well, yeah, they fit the screen, but honestly, we lost our ass two years ago on this. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, what? Um, but the, the criteria that people talked about was communication and specifically written communication mm-hmm. because handoffs, right? That's like being- so important being able to communicate clearly and concisely with the client and with the team. And, and from a founder's perspective, that founder has to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, I mean, it was, it was huge. Communication is the root. Well, let's say this bad communication is the root of almost every problem, right? right. When you start digging into why a shop's not working well. And, and how much of that communication wasn't, I mean, we're talking about project communication and like, facilitating communication, but what about just like personal, like, here's where my brain is on this stuff. Here's how mm. I feel today. Communication. You know, I, I want to say that leads to another one of the, the things to keep after the pandemic, another one of the, the lessons learned. And I, I'm just going to read this one out. It's the only one I actually cut and paste because it was written so well. It was in the chat. The definition of professionalism mm. has changed. Noisy backgrounds, children and pets coming into frame, and nine to five work hours should be embraced. And I think it, it kind of it kind of connects with another one, which is clients or people with families, friends, and yeah. challenges outside of work. You know, because a lot of times we're just like, why did they go dark? Mm-hmm. Like, why are they not answering this? Damn, I need this input so that we can keep working. But you know what? Maybe they're dealing with a health issue. Right. Maybe it's a mental health issue. Maybe they've got a challenge internally. And I think to, to your point. Um, yeah, we need to communicate about things that aren't necessarily even work related. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a huge one. I, I want to I'll plug Project Inkblot for a second because something that they do. Th- these are the diversity coaches that we work with. Um, one of the things they do every time we have a meeting is everybody starts the meeting by saying, "Are you bringing anything into the meeting?" And what that means is, I can say, "Yeah, you know what? I got in a disagreement with my wife this morning." Mm. And so my brain's still kind of wrapped around that and what I did wrong, what I could have done better. So that's kind of what I'm bringing in. And somebody else might say, I did not sleep well last night. Somebody else might say, I am whistling Dixie out my butt. <laughs> and I, at which point I would say, what does that even mean? You're I would really, say, let, really... let's hear it. <laughs> let's hear I, I, it. I need a demo. <laughs> so it's not always negative, but I think to your point, communication isn't, isn't just about work. Isn't just about that. I mean, we, we have to share with each other where we are because otherwise, because we are self-centered carbon-based life forms, I'm going to think Gene was really pissed at me today. And I don't know what I did when the reality is he just woke up and realized he was Gene again. Right. We talk about how, whenever we're reading an email, we tend to put in our own emotions and, and state of mind. We, we do that when we talk to people too. Like it's not just email just exposes it easier, I think, but we, we do it when we're just interacting. You know, this, this came up uh, in account manager camp, account management camp. I don't even know the names of these damn things anymore, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> one of the conversations was, um, oh my God, what the hell were we just talking about? I cracked myself up. <laughs> oh, it was about, was about 
forms of communication. Yes. And one of the things we we talked about was if you're worried about the tone, don't make it an email. If you're worried about the tone, make it a phone call, make it a video call, make it whatever. That's right. Um, You know, this is just a little side note, but on communication as well. Some people don't like to be on video. Right. Some people, I mean, it's it's just, it's a thing for them. Um, Mm -hmm. One person mentioned that they had a team member who never liked to be on phone calls. They wouldn't get on phone calls. And they found out later that person had a really bad stutter. And it was just something they they did not want to have to to reveal or work through with that team. Wow. So written communication. So yeah, I think right. if if there's one lesson that we take away from this, it's that you know at the beginning of the pandemic, as bad as everything was, we all had something in common, mm-hmm. and it showed the human side of everyone. If you were at work, if you were at a soccer game with a kid who now has to play six feet apart, right? Whatever that meant. I don't even know what I'm doing now. But uh, but yeah, it's like we all realized, oh shit, you know, we're, we're all in this together, except for the state of Florida, because we just refused to acknowledge it. Yeah. We're, we're not too far behind you, man. <laughs> Thanks, South Carolina. Yeah. Always picking up the rear. All right, bro. What was uh, moving on here? What was one of the coolest things from this week or the most interesting thing uh, came from the Slack channels? Yeah. So if you're a member of the Bureau, you're in the Bureau Slack and this thing is like crazy active. Uh, We have we have hundreds of people all the time uh, sharing things, talking through things. And one of the things is we have a share channel. We've got a collaboration channel. We have all these different channels. Um, I'm not sure where this got put. It might have got put in the share channel. But uh, <laughs> under the tools and resources category, there's an API connector for Google Sheets. I saw that link. You dropped that in an email. I promise. I promise, everybody. It's not going to be this just <laughs> benign going forward. I'm going to use medical terms to describe a link. Um, it's, it's not going to be this boring going forward. But people, they were pretty yeah. excited to it's check exciting. this out. Because it, this API connector for Google Sheets is allowing people to create dashboards kind of mm-hmm. pulling in analytics from different places. And uh, yeah, that link is in the newsletter. So sign up for it. <laughs> Are you catching on now? Sign up for the newsletter. It's what <laughs> it's, I'm saying. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this would be like a two-hour podcast. We went through everything. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's ridiculous. So yeah, I would say that API connector for Google Sheets. And I'm sure you can just search that, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that seemed to be one that a lot of people uh, were clicking on there. That was pretty hot. I mean, I, I went there too. <laughs> I would scan it through it and I was like, ooh, I can use that. Um, that's a good one. All right. So what? Uh, we've got that one out of the way, but what was another good link out of here? Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to plug it because it's a book that I love. Um, so there's a link I put in there. Hey, it's my show. Go to hell. Okay. I can, I can promote my own stuff. Um, the Starfish and the Spider. Uh, the Unstoppable mm-hmm. Power of Leaderless Organizations. This book really kind of changed my life when I read it mm-hmm. because I realized it was okay to own something and not lead it. Um, and I really think I probably became a leader the day I stopped trying to be a leader because I gave other people room to grow, right? I wasn't casting a shadow that kept them all, you know, just kind of sitting there right. working and knowing that I had everything covered. Um, but the the core concept of the book is it goes through history it looks at like the Vikings, it looks at nature, it looks at business like Napster. And it shows you that when an organization wasn't a business. Well, was I it? Know. I know it was. Or was it? <laughs> now E Donkey, no. <laughs> but um, but basically, basically just that uh 
if something is running without a leader, it can run a lot more effectively mm. if it's if it's structured that way, right? right. right. And and not not just holacracies and, and things of that nature, but the other part of it is if it is run by a community, right? Then it mm. can kind of run on its own. Uh, a spider, if you if you knock off the head, the spider dies. A starfish, if you cut it in half, you have two starfish. And for me, with the bureau, that it's it's just a perfect analogy because this is what in engine days I was striving for was just right. a bunch of people helping each other out and making it self sustaining. So mm -hmm. yeah, that that was a huge one. Um, on a health and wellness tip, I just want to plug really quickly. There's a, an article in there that was shared um, going from I tried to I didn't give up. And uh, I don't want to get too into it, but um, it's I a mean, long read. There's some heavy stuff yeah, in there. Very heavy. Very heavy stuff in there about just getting to a place of stable, mm. getting to a place of okay. And mm. so it if you're struggling with stuff, um, this article may be something you want to you read just so you see that you're not on your own. Um, if you're really struggling with stuff, like definitely find support. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that one that one kind of touched me and, and reminded me, hey, you know what? I'm not doing so bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of folks that aren't okay right now. Yeah. Coming out of and this it, stuff and business. And it's, leaders okay, too. it's okay to not be okay, but then the question is for how long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you don't want. Yeah, you don't want to be chronically not okay. Was I always like this and the <laughs> pandemic just made it all right? Yeah, I don't know. The world crumbled around you. Exactly. All right, man. Uh, what about a hot take from the week? What you got hmm. for me? A hot take from the week. You know, I, I'm going to go. I was in a call yesterday with the team that is putting on uh, Beyond Diversity, which is one of our events. And I am the white guy in the room with uh, five people of color, okay? Mm. And so I think my hot take is we, we got to this point in the conversation yesterday about how the event's gonna go. And there's one part of the event where we want to make sure everyone can speak completely openly, openly. Um, that I'm getting nervous talking about it right now, right? Um, and so for that to happen, we might have to put people in a room of people like them. Mm. So there may end up being a BIPOC room and a white room. And I got, I was getting really tense. I could feel it. I was like, I was like, Ugh, this just, there's something about this, this separation that doesn't feel like we're bringing people together. And we had this amazing conversation around it. I think what I realized in this hot take, and this was something that Eric, who's part of the team said, um, is I have to take off my whiteness and put on my humanity. Mm. And I think I really was, my hot take is that even when I feel like I'm, tr like I'm doing the right thing, I've still got my, my white on. And right. there's still things that are going to hit me a certain way. And the hot take is <clears throat> I got to take a step back and look at myself and say, why, mm -hmm. why are you feeling that way? Why are you doing it this way? Um, and, and I just want to thank everybody on the Project Inkblot team and the Beyond team because we had such a great conversation. Um, and I learned so much, like I always do. I learned so much about myself uh, just awesome. hanging out with them. Yeah, it's hard to re remove that, you know, opposite of humility. <laughs> well, I mean, it is entitlement. Um, yeah. 
But I think it even goes beyond that to not mm. even realizing that you're holding on to something. Right. You know, and uh, yeah, so. Or just so, basically to realize you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And <laughs> and you need somebody who is experienced in it to to share it with you. Or nice enough to share it with you and not blow you off. Yeah. And not not so exhausted that right. they quit trying. Yeah, that's what right? I, you said that in a very, very good way. That's what I was trying to say. Exactly. That. <laughs> that's why we're a good team. <laughs> yeah. You have a great idea and I make it my own. Hey. All right. What's coming up, man? What's next? Oh, let's see. Um, actually, be, beyond. Um, so mm -hmm. we've, we've got a couple of workshops coming up, but they're all sold out. So why talk about that? Um, but the Beyond Diversity event is what's coming up next. And uh, the 24th and the 25th of this month. See, that's why you're on the show, because I don't know any of that. I got you. Um, the 24th and 25th. And, you know, this is an event. If you are ready to build a strong foundation for real change, if you're really ready to create a company that doesn't look like you, this is the place to come and start. Cool. Uh, this event uh, is going to get real about the challenges that that BIPOC employees have, and it's going to have the challenges that white uh, founders and owners and leadership have, and BIPOC leadership have, and white employees have. So it's like it, it's really going deep in that first day on a lot of these challenges. And we're also going to have uh, wellness check-ins <laughs> to make sure everybody, everybody feeling all right. Yeah. You know how is this going? So. Um, so yeah, that's the next thing we've got going. I really encourage everybody oh. uh, to to get in there if you're ready. If you're, I mean, having a a DEI council is great, but talking about stuff and building a path forward are two completely different things. So if you're ready to to kind of keep it moving, mm -hmm. join us. That's strong, man. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, until next time, we should be doing this again next week. So there we go. Let's get it done. As long as there's a newsletter, there's a podcast. <laughs> well, <that's> <laughs> Gene, thank you, first of all. I just appreciate you being here and offering to be the producer of the show. Love it. And plus, it's just so much fun to, to punch sideways and know that I'm going to connect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs>